skincare is not one size fits all. At Image, we rely on skincare professionals and clinically proven ingredients to create solutions that adapt to your lifestyle. But don't take it from us. Just ask the 30,000 plus professionals in over 60 countries across the globe who trust Image skincare to deliver when it comes to results. And while we got our start with skincare pros, we think it's about time you got to know us better too. Tune into SkinFluence to hear straight from industry professionals on how to keep your skin healthy, radiant, and resilient through every stage of your vibrant life. Hello and welcome back skincare aficionados to SkinFluence, a podcast where we chat all things skin. I'm Jacqueline Hill and I am so excited. Today is our new addition to SkinFluence. So if you tuned into our very first episode from Passion to Purpose, then she is not going to be a stranger to you guys. She is leading image skincare as the founder and the chairwoman of the board. She's also an esthetician, a mentor, a mother, and my very good friend, I'm so excited to welcome our very own Jana Ronard. Welcome to the podcast, Jana. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline. This is so exciting today. I get to be with you. I haven't seen you in months. We're sitting literally together for the first time. I know. So um, there's no better way to kick this off today than to be together talking about one of my favorite topics, which are makeup trends. So it's an honor to be here. For those of you listening, you are in for a treat. Yeah. So makeup trends, I'm glad this is one of your favorite things because I honestly am a makeup novice. I have like three pieces of makeup that I just do over (laughs) and over again. And if it takes more than two minutes, then I'm out, right? But we got our experts here today, so we're going to get some help. We do, but I will tell you, I think I'm the opposite of that. I have come to be a makeup junkie. So I watch YouTube videos. I have so much makeup. Um, I have much more image skincare, but I do love makeup. So I'm super duper excited about this today. All right. I'm in the right place. I'm going to step my makeup game up after this. And hopefully you guys listening are going to, if you're like me, will step your makeup game up. So let's talk about expert number one, who is going to help us. This is Rachel Shapiro. And Rachel, I'm going to brag on you a little bit. Rachel has 22 years of experience. She is a licensed medical esthetician. She has her own makeup line. I have three pieces of makeup. She has a whole makeup line. So she has traveled the country as a professional makeup artist and a bridal coordinator. Um, Her expertise in this area has allowed her to learn new techniques and work with leading skincare companies. And she's always working to make sure that her clients feel their best. So these unique opportunities really keep um, Rachel admiration strong for this profession and this evolving industry. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us today and getting us all on track with makeup. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And I actually got to, you know, get a little makeup done with you on one of our events before. So I know that you are amazing because you even made me with my no makeup face look good. So that was, that was a fun event. <laughs> yeah, that was a very fun event. Who else do we have here today, Jana? So <clears throat> I am so excited to introduce our next guest, Megan Lewis. Megan has 11 years of experience as a professional makeup artist, but really her love and passion for makeup is what led her to practice 
practice and become a specialist in the art of microblading, which eventually led her to attaining her esthetician license, of which we know and love. Of course. She started her own company called Glamtourage. Isn't that a cool name? I love <laughs> that name. Glamtourage. We it. all want to be Glamtouraged in 2016. And a little inside beauty secret for those of you who are listening today, she is my go-to for my brows. Ah, okay. Now, I'm not saying they look the best today, but (laughs) since I was doing this uh, program, I tried my very best to strike a good pose with my brows. Right. So Megan is also a mommy to a three-year-old little boy and is currently planning the wedding of her dreams. So welcome, Megan. (laughs) Thank you, Jana. I'm so excited to be here today. All right. Well, this is going to be, I think, a really fun uh, podcast. So since they both are makeup artists and skincare therapists, I thought we would start a little bit with, does the skin maintenance go hand in hand with makeup? Like, do you need a good canvas or, you know, what what is your guys' thoughts on makeup and skin maintenance? Absolutely. I think me um, getting into makeup naturally um, I wanted to get into skin and especially we'll talk about trends and everything um, later, but especially with the no makeup makeup trend, I think that is such an influence to take better care of your skin because okay. it is difficult to, when you, you know you have problematic skin to make it look perfect or airbrushed or whatnot, but it, it definitely makes you want to take better care of your skin and like, you know, <laughs> prep your skin and use the right product. Absolutely. So I was saying, you just pointed out something perfect, is a lot of girls want to look like they don't have too much makeup on, but in order to get that look, I think you need to start off with using a great skincare and taking care of your skin, and then that gives us a great canvas to work with. And when you kind of give the readers a couple tips on what products are your go-to to get the skin prepped for that makeup, no makeup look, what are a couple of your favorites? Um, for my favorites, I actually use the Vital C um, Mist. I, Ooh, spray I, that, that I spray it on the Beauty Blender, and I mix it with my foundations, and it really gives them that dewy glow. Um, and it, honestly, it has worked for all of my clients, whether they're dry, oily, combination. Um, it evens it out. And then I, I have used it as a setting spray as well um, just to play around with it. But making sure that their skin is prepped and ready is such a great thing. And, my, you know, my favorite so, so much as image, which is yeah. it, it, well, we're and, so glad to hear that. Yeah, that's, Thank you. That's Thank not a bad you. thing, not at all. And I, yeah, I love that look of you know not wearing a lot of makeup, but still you know achieving. Don't you find a lot of girls asking that? Of course, yeah. And it, it's it can be difficult at first. I think a lot, especially when it comes to bridal, uh, we have an yes. opportunity to do trials. You know, leading up to a wedding date, and I take the opportunity with them. To let them know, okay, listen, we're doing this trial. We want to achieve this certain look. We have some time. So let's put some work in with your skin. And I would recommend, you know, certain facials or even just skincare products at home. to Because a lot of it is at home. We can only do so much right. with that time right in front of a, a client. But when you're taking care of your skin at home and using the right products for your skin, it, it makes a big difference. And what would you recommend for the, your two, for your go-tos <clears throat> to get the skin prepped? Well, prepping, aside from, like, in the moment, 
I like I love the ageless resurfacing mask. Yeah. Oh, for, that's a good I, one. I think texture is a big deal because you can is that prep the one as, with the grit. Yes. Yes. And you can do so much with prepping the skin, but if texture is an issue, that's really difficult in in one appointment to to achieve like a flawless, like smooth finish. So I let the clients know to exfoliate, prep their skin before even coming into me, or come see me for a facial. And we'll prep your skin the right way if there's some, you know, problem areas. And then a really good primer is so important, Um, you know, just with filling the pores and making sure that there's a barrier there between your skin and the makeup to help with the smooth transition. It's hard for me to pick a favorite because I do customize per client. You know, not everyone's skin is the same, so I can't use the same exact product on every single person, but my... My go-to really is, Jana knows this, is the Hourglass Mineral Veil. I love that primer. Okay. Hourglass Mineral Veil. I like their setting or the setting powder. Yes. There's setting powder. All their products are really amazing. Yeah. And that kind of leads us to what ingredients should you avoid for different skin types? I mean, what are some ingredients that the listeners today, if you've got very sensitive skin, what do you say, no, don't prep your skin with that because then I'm going to have a hard time really making your skin glow? When it comes to makeup, at least, um, anything with an oily base to start off with, it's hard because I love oils, but if you're doing anything oily before we're starting the makeup, it can be... A little bit difficult to apply the makeup seamlessly, especially if they already have oily skin. Okay. Um, I I prefer my clients not to prep so much and let me do all the prepping, just because I can kind of see their skin and you know there's you can layer too much product too. Um, other things to avoid. I think oil's a good one. Yeah, I think I would, oil's a I good would suspect one. as a makeup artist, it's pretty hard if you have a face full of oil mm-hmm. that's yeah. really difficult to create that beautiful canvas, right? Absolutely. And then also something else for me is I make sure that the client has nothing on. I, they, you know, they're they're asking what should I do to get ready for the day of. Is a big thing is make sure that you don't wear SPF. You know, in your moisturizer, uh, okay. I find, especially as a makeup artist, it flashes back a little bit in the photos. And also, it, like primer-wise, it doesn't all go all the way, all over if you have SPF just in certain areas. So I'd rather my clients not even prep their skin at all and let me do it and get it ready because, like you said, customizing is very important. Well, Jacqueline and I are are pretty good preppers, but I know what we've liked when we've been traveling together is that sheet mask from Image. Sheet mask. That sheet mask is the best. Have you ever put that in the fridge? The best. That freezer. I mean, freezer. Freezer is great when you travel before makeup application. It lives in my mini bar at every hotel I'm at. It it (laughs) does. It really does. Sheet masks are also that that and champagne. That and champagne live in my mini bar at every hotel. I do love. mask and I feel like it gives you just enough products on your face and you know you can kind of rub it in um, and I gift a lot of my brides sheet masks like I give them little kits and I'll start their makeup with one and they'll have one for when they take their makeup off later so well. those are all good tips so let's kind of recap exfoliation is a must right Absolutely. probably physical and mechanical yes a little bit of acid to get rid of all the dead skin 
throw a little bit of that sheet mask and essence and then let let your makeup artist your do makeup the work from there, work. right? Yes. And don't sneak anything in on us. We don't want to <laughs> be snucked in, right? Because then the skin is going to look great. So let's switch now and let's talk a little bit about microblading. For those listeners, kind of what is microblading? Why is it such a hot trend? Why is it such the thing to get your brows microbladed? Well, I think brows just have became such a – like everyone pays attention to brows now. Everybody. Within the past like 10 years. Yes. It's been a huge deal. And I actually got into microblading because of my clients. So I was doing makeup at the time I was working at MAC and my clients were telling me like, have you heard of that microblading? Like I, you're the only person I trust with my brows. Like you have to do it. I'm like, I don't, I don't even wax your eyebrows. Like I just <laughs> right. put makeup on them. But when I looked into it, it was so interesting to me that you can create this realistic look for, you know, especially for people who don't grow hair or they've, you know, they grew up in the 90s where brows were non-existent. You're, ta- you're talking sure. to me, Megan. Don't look at me when you say that. I know I have <laughs> tiny brows. You have great brows. Um, we're not even talking 90s here. <laughs> so I think just the trend of brows alone has led to that. And, you know, even now there's so much more than just microblading um, that there is out there to offer. But I think it's the natural look of it and the realism that is, well, of course, I'm sure people have seen botched jobs, but it's that people want to wake up and they just want to feel beautiful without having to do too much. And brows are hard, you know, it's really hard for yourself to master the perfect look of your brows for yourself. How is that different from like, I know when I was starting this it was like the permanent makeup mm-hmm. brows so how how was that look different from the permanent makeup brow so the permanent makeup brow well first of all when that first came around it wasn't makeup artists doing it it was a lot of like doctors and people okay. who weren't really in the beauty world sure. so the first thing is the shape like a lot of people they didn't really know what they were doing honestly okay. Um, and then it's just advanced so much. So the pow- the permanent makeup brows, they used um, a tattoo machine. Yes. And I think back in the day, and it's just because they didn't really know much then, um, they were going too deep. And our, the skin in our face is so thin. So compared to a conventional tattoo, that's why you're, you're seeing a lot of like blue brows right. and like these different colors because the pigment is just too deep for how thin our skin is on our face. With microblading, it's a manual tool so you, i i personally feel like i have more control the blade is super thin so i can actually go in and create these hair strokes and i still use a tattoo machine sometimes for shading and so it, it's kind to... of like a scalpel right you dip this little ink in a little scalpel and you're kind of drawing the brow or similar so them? actually the blade is is a set of needles Oh. bunched together okay so it's not Wait, a straight this sounds blade. scary but it's really it's not, not. yeah it's it really not isn't. it's not it and and when you think of this microblading how long does something like that last um everyone is different but typically anywhere from one to three years okay um well, before nice. you need a touch-up so it it's so it's you want to make sure you go to the right person definitely and i even push my clients away when they're like i want another touch-up i don't want it to fade i like set their expectations where it should be like it's meant to fade out. We don't want this to be something that's permanent, totally, where, like, you never have to touch your brows again. It's good if it's fading out because 
we can touch it up and then you don't have to worry about having these brows you hate later on, you know? And so, Rachel, you must see good brows and bad brows, (laughs) right? So how, as a makeup artist, how do you address those bad brows? I'm just laughing because I've been doing this (laughs) such a long time. And, you know, um, so, you know, I actually tell people, it, it's so important to do your research yeah, um, right. before that. But for somebody that does have a bad job, you know, I, I try to go in as much as I can and make it look natural myself. Doing hair strokes with makeup has been so fun or covering it with certain type of color correctors or um, shading it because I have ran into a lot of clients where it is changing color where they got it done years and years ago. Um, and, you know, I actually used um, the image. What is the new one um, to grow oh. the lashes? Oh, the brow and lash enhancer. Yes. So yeah. I used that um, a couple of weeks ago as a brow gel. Oh, oh that, a that's a good tip. tip. I haven't tried that. And it I haven't brought, either. I needed something, and it was in my kit, and I just used it, and it brushed the brows up, and it actually worked perfectly. And I was like, wow, this, <laughs> this is good to know. And that was also something else that I was going to bring up to you is how girls like their brows. The fluffy brows. The though. fluffy. Yeah. Well, the that takes us to, in. like, the lamination. Yes. that's, oh. like, a new thing that I see, like, with the – Absolutely, like yeah. the saran wrap on the brow. So, what is lamination? That's different from the microblading. Yeah, lamin. Do you offer laminations? No, I no. don't. Oh, so lamination is um, it's more of a treatment for the hairs. So I compare it to like kind of like a perm for your eyebrow hairs. Okay. There's so many different brands and everything out there, of course, with it now. Um, but the specific brand that I use is a keratin base. So it ends up being like a carrot. I compare it to my clients as like a keratin treatment for your brows. I love it. It's this is amazing. It. <laughs> Sounds it's super cool. Yeah. And it, what it does is it it kind of gives you brows you never knew you had. It's it's temporary. It lasts like four to six weeks. But you, you we extend like the length of your actual hairs so you can shape the brows however you want. You can brush them up and fluffy. You can totally control the look of your brows, and they're just more manageable. And it's honestly addicting. It's my number one booked appointment right now that, with all I my mean, clients. It's kind of like a keratin blow dry for right. your yeah. brows, right? I a, love a brow this. blow dry. Okay. I love it. We're we're all getting one of those laminations. We're, we're, we are all getting a lam- my my everything could use a blow dry right now. So. <laughs> <clears throat> and so speaking of brows, now let's move to a little bit of lashes. Lashes are also very in vogue, right? And you can have the press on, you can have the permanent. Rachel, let's go to you. Do you like the individual? Do you like the strip? What is your go to? So I'm gonna start off with my bride and then my mother of the bride and then my, you know, mother of the groom. I have thousands of lashes in my kit because nobody's eye shape is the same at all so you know a a whole strip might look great on my bride but a couple in the corners might look great on somebody else um but i i love um doing fake lashes the day of a wedding um and then taking them off you know i'm just a fan of being my first step as a medical esthetician washing the face properly and i feel like you Sometimes can't do that with lash extensions. Um, And I feel like being an artist, you can add on to lashes with doubling them up or just putting a couple in the corner. Um, There's so many fun techniques on how to use eyelashes now 
And um, I don't know, what what do you like about, like, what's your favorite tool with lashes? I totally agree with you. I think as a makeup artist, like, we tend to to kind of shift more towards the strip lashes. Okay. It's just <clears throat> easier. And then also being an esthetician, like, I love to wash my face. <laughs> I do. We all do it this way. And it's yes, really, we are major face washers yeah. here. <laughs> But with, um, but I am a fan of lash extensions. I I used to get them. I've had them like six years straight at one point. And again, with the microblading, it's that thing where you just want to wake up and feel beautiful, right? And your lashes, especially within the past two years, like all people can see is your, your lashes eyes. and your eyebrows. Yes, That's right. Um, so I think it depends on your lifestyle. Depends on how much commitment you would want to make for extensions, because there is maintenance involved with that. They do look beautiful. They could look natural. But again, like Rachel was saying, you have to do your research, you know, make sure that whatever lash artist that you're going to knows what they're doing because there is a chance that you can get damaged. They can get damaged. Um, I personally now prefer lash lifts for myself. I was just going to ask you about that, like tinting and lifting. Yeah, it's that. similar to the lamination. Another perm. Yeah. Another We're perm. just perming our eyes know, all day honestly. long. Really? <laughs> we love it, though. I love it because, it again, a lot of our lashes tend to grow out or down, so you don't really see the true length of your eyelashes unless you're using eyelash curler that lasts 30 seconds. Right. Um, so the lash lifts definitely push your natural lashes up. There's less maintenance involved. You can still wash your face fine. But me personally, I do love to wear strips when I'm going out and peel them right off and wash my face. So let's talk about strips because there's a lot of uh, ladies listening today and saying, is it okay to buy the Ardell strips for $2 or do I need to spend $50 for the mink ones? I mean, come on. What, what What's, what's the, the real... I'm all about that. I love our dog. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're glad to hear we that. Heard we heard it from the experts. We did. They yeah. have spoken. That is it. It's great, right? All about it. it you, I think it works perfectly. Uh, what's your favorite glue? You like the black glue? So I glue? still, I I honestly don't like black glue. Okay. Like the, because it, God forbid it touches somewhere Forget and it. that stuff never comes off. But I do, I always end up going back to the duo mm-hmm. yes. glue. Yeah. And I love the new one that is like, with a handle that's like long wearing, so it's like a spatula, right? Yeah, it has it a spatula looks like a little spatula on the end, so it's not like a brush. You kind of like paint it on, yes. right? Like a painter, and it makes it so easy. And I just think it's such a great go-to. I think nothing enhances your face more: great skin and great lashes. Absolutely. I mean, you—if you can learn how to throw some lashes on—I mean, you just look glam immediately with yeah. a set of lashes. So, if you don't know how to do it, like me, do you guys give lash lessons? Yes, <laughs> I yeah. cannot do lashes. Well, first I of all, I can't not good see. At doing them on myself. No, and They're I tell really people hard. all the time too. I was like. Don't don't feel bad that you can't like a lot of makeup artists have trouble doing it on themselves as well. Right. We can give some tips though. Like um, I find that if you do your makeup first and you do your eyeliner, when you're self applying lashes, if you take the glue on a little brush and you apply the glue directly to your eyeliner as your guide, ah. and then you put the lash on. That's it, so smart. It does make it easier, at least when you're first learning how to put lashes on. It does make it easier because you're not worrying about it. Is it dry enough? Is it not dry enough? Is it sliding around? So I find when you're first starting out. And then also measuring the lashes. A lot of people forget to do that. Correct. I was just going to say to 
take a lash and measure it. But one of my favorite tips that I love to give clients that are trying to do lashes themselves is I tell them to take like an eyebrow pencil or any type of pencil and wrap the whole lash around any type of um, pencil um, and it will actually make it r- round and ready to go right on the lash. Oh, that's a very I good tip. It really works. You wrap it around. I'm, I'm like showing them as if <laughs> everyone's looking at me. But I wrap it around um, any type of pencil right in front of me, and then it really makes it a U shape, and it goes right on. And I find that very helpful for clients that are putting them on themselves. Okay, yeah, lashless. Because it's holiday seasons it coming is. up. And crazy. everyone's going to be seeing one another. So Finally. skin, right. lashes. And so you've got this face full of makeup. Talk to me about setting spray. Fake, real, does it work? Does it really keep it in, in place? What does a setting spray do? Um, so I love setting spray. I think there's a huge difference and a kind of a miscommunication between setting spray and refreshing sprays so i think there's a lot of sprays out there that um people think it's going to make their makeup last longer but it's actually just to help set the makeup in to make it look more natural um like the mac fix plus i love mac fix plus but it's not something that's going to make your makeup last longer it's going to you could refresh your makeup you could set it in i the best way to put it is when you do your when you first finish your makeup it could sometimes look done up, like you look like you have makeup on. But like 20 minutes later, and it, it naturally will settle into your skin, and it looks m- just more natural, like a nice glow from within. So setting spray or refreshing spray speeds up that process. Okay. I also love it if you accidentally put too much powder, which is impossible to m- make that look more natural. If you use the setting spray, it will set that in, and it looks more like skin. Um, a setting spray that actually helps to have the makeup last longer, something like the Urban Decay um, All Nighter. Now, that is something that will actually help the makeup to stay put and not move and last all night. And some I use both a lot. And then also I was thinking setting sprays can be used for like a lot of different tools, whether you're using like a pigment eyeshadow mm-hmm. to spray it on the brush and you could do a pigment and it will make it more like of a wet look. And you were cool. speaking earlier of the image, the Vital C spray. Yes. A, like toners and things like that. A lot of things can be used as setting spray as well that you wouldn't even think of and they were great. I like that all nighter thing. I I think I'm probably past that, but I think anything that can help the makeup last all night, I I like that very, very much. I know all of my two minutes of makeup work all last all night. (laughs) All right. So we talked about keeping the makeup on. What are your tips for getting it off? Like, what are your makeup removals? How do you guys feel about people sleeping in their makeup or working out in their makeup? (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Thank you. Growing, I mean, when I was a teenager, like, absolutely, I've slept in my makeup before. College days, I've slept in my makeup. I am such a fan of makeup wipes. I think that should be number one first step because it just makes life easier. And if you're someone that just, like, you get home really late and you the last thing you want to do is wash your face. I promise you, keep makeup wipes next to your bed because it will save your skin. Um, but I usually go in with a makeup wipe uh, or if you're using anything waterproof, glues, or anything like that, you're going, going to want to use something that has an oil base to remove those things. Right. Um, and I love 
oil cleansers. I love oil cleansers for my face now, but if you have lash extensions or anything like that, you can't use anything like that. But and how do you feel about the makeup wipes or the removal or the? I'm all about the makeup wipes. I love them. I I actually just prefer to use a makeup wipe on my eyes first, and then I'll cleanse with um, a cleanser. And I always tell everyone just cleanse twice. It's mm-hmm. so much um, more beneficial to cleanse your face twice, and you'd actually really be surprised. A lot of people don't aren't aware that makeup wipes don't take everything yes. off. And yes. that's just the beginning process of, you know, really it's good for when you have a lot of eye makeup on um, and then using some type of, you know, makeup remover um, with an oil base I absolutely love. Yeah, I, I love that too. Even, you know, on my, my times I spend, you know, 10 minutes instead of two, I definitely have to... Like get around my eyes if you're doing like a smoky mm-hmm. eye. That's you don't want to wake up in the next morning. It's not <laughs> yeah. what a smoky eye. It's no. very scary. And you don't want it on your pillowcase. Definitely you not. Don't want it the next morning. So let's yeah. let's talk about a few trends. Let's talk a little bit about contouring. I know uh, a lot of famous celebrities kind of made contouring the go-to. What are your what's your opinion about contouring? Do you like a powder? Do you like a cream? Do you like a stick? How can we get those chiseled cheeks or do you even think that's a great thing to do? I love contouring and highlighting. I definitely think that it's again customizing for your client because if you just go off of like a chart that you're looking at and you completely mimic it We all have different facial structures, so depending on what you want to contour or highlight, it's going to change. So if you're going to follow along on like a YouTube video, which I think YouTube is a great resource, but you can't realistically completely follow everything the person that you're watching is doing because you have a different face. Right. Um, Contouring is meant to kind of hide certain things or, you know, create a shadow on your face. So... I think of what I tell my clients a lot when I'm like doing lessons or teaching them a really good fun tip is to take a flashlight and put it at an angle like in front of your face and wherever you see cast a shadow that's usually typically where you would contour for your face. Oh, that's a, that's a good tip. That's a really yeah. good tip. And I don't do like the I, with certain clients I do it depending on what we're what we're doing like if we're doing makeup for a photo shoot or if we're doing makeup for like a wedding it's different cuz I like everything to very look very natural and look like your skin. Right. So to me I find that cream contours can be very heavy sometimes. Um, or especially if you're not using the right color, I do tend to go more towards powder contours. I feel like I have more control with them. Um, but there are a few creams that I do like as well. And mm-hmm. it just depends on the look that you're going for. Yeah. What do you think, Rachel? I think I'm definitely more of a powder. Um, I just have more control of it. Um, even um, I, I – hold on, was it – sorry. I used um, the image um, – Foundation. Yes. yes. I can seal. The toffee. I can, I can seal. Yes. That's what I used. I was like trying to think of what I used um, and I contoured with it and we had so much fun. We had so much fun. You highlighted, contoured, eyeshadowed like everything with that one product. And that was so product. fun. I, it really, really worked. So, and that that's a cream. So like once again, customizing and making sure every face is so different. So And every skin is so different. So, But I do like a cream and I love 
I love um, powders as well. So it all depends on the person. Is that an everyday look or is it like it, only a special occasion thing I mean, that people I mean, have it all depends every day? on the person. Like right, how glam you are. Mm-hmm. And Okay. I, I'm I'm not against anything because some right. people can get glammed out every single day and that's great. You know, I used to do that years ago when I worked at Counter with makeup. Nowadays, I'm more into skin and I try not to wear makeup every single day. Um, so I I would do more of like a natural type of contour and I, I'll just use my bronzer, really. I use my bronzer for my contour, for my eyelight, for my crease, crease. shadow, um, whatever I can. But if... If you want to wear makeup and glam out every single day, absolutely, you absolutely can. Hey, I think that's the beauty of this industry. You've got to go with what makes you feel good. Absolutely. Because when you feel good, you feel confident. And when you're confident, you just make a difference in this world. So whatever your go-to is, I say go for it. Lashes, contouring, glow getting, all of the above. Brows, the whole (laughs) thing. Next time you guys see me, you won't recognize (laughs) me. We want to recognize you. We are only enhancing. We don't want to change your face. <laughs> so we've got the holidays upcoming. Tell us what are some new colors, new trends. What what should we go to that counter and buy? A lot of people right now are focusing on like a plum colors um, for the eyes, which is, you know, but people are very much set towards more of a natural look. The okay. bronzies, the golds, the plums. I love it. Maybe like the humid, like green um, Ooh, color. Yeah. Um, but people are definitely more shying away from those really, really bright eyeshadow colors that we're used to be in. But all those like very naturey, beautiful browns and greens is definitely love more it. of a trend for the holidays. And that works for every eye color, yeah, or everybody. should different eye colors be picking different colors? Or I always th- honestly, there's no rules with makeup and. Okay. Whatever you feel like wearing, we can make it work, absolutely. But I do agree with Rachel that a lot of the earth tones are more popular. I think people want to feel good in their own skin. So the more natural, the better as far as color-wise because you can make those natural colors look full glam as well. Um, but I think I always think during the holidays, though, the red lips always come up. The smoky eyes always come up. There's right. always, like, that one holiday what party. Ab- what about, like, a red lip with a smoky eye? I don't I was going to ask that. Can you Do you have to pick one or the other? Can you do them both? You can absolutely do them both. I personally don't <laughs> like it. I do try to talk people out of it. But I feel like with makeup, like, there's no rules. If that's what they want, that's what they're going to get, and we can make it look great. Okay. Yeah. But I do... I do agree with you. Like, if you're going to do bold eyes, I usually, generally, I'm like, okay, let's do a softer lip. If you want to do a bold lip, we'll do a softer eyes. But there's ways to make smoky eyes look more natural as well. Exactly. Like, people always tend to think a smoky eye is grays, blacks, brown, you know, and it's not. You could do a smoky eye with so many different colors. Absolutely. So I guess the tip here is only let your makeup artist do both, right? (laughs) At home, just don't don't leave home. Don't leave home home without luck. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Any new trends you'd like to see come back in 2022? Um, I feel like a lot of trends are already coming back. So I, I know like the glossy lips are coming back, which I love, and I I love glossy lips. Too. I'm so I, glad. I miss. I like glossy matte, lips. but I love. I know, gloss. but I was fully on board with that matte trend, and yeah. I was like, I will never buy another lip gloss again. No, I want my glossy lips back. They look so plump and full, and I love it. I'm very excited about glossy lips. 
I think also coming back is more, you know, a lot of people were set in their ways with a matte lip, a matte face, and Mm -hmm. definitely more um, of a glossy lip and maybe more of a dewy face. I think people are realizing how important it is to be into skincare and seeing your skin through, you know, the makeup. I I personally think it's so important to have, you know, to see your skin through the makeup. So that's why I love being an esthetician. Um, And the dewiness and gloss and lighter is definitely coming back around. I think people are really seeing how important that is. So let's kind of recap for our listeners. What are our top tens we've got here? Great skin. Great skin. Good prep. Good prep. Prep is everything. Exfoliating. Um, eyes, hydrating, your illuminating, eyes it. your eyes mm-hmm. are seeing it, right? Get your brows done, get brows them laminated, lashes. get the lashes done, start buying some lashes. And what else did we talk about that was so fun for the listeners today? I loved all the little tips that we got. Love I it. love wrapping the lash around love the it. pencil. And then I'm going to try to put my glue over my eyeliner and popping a lash on. Also look down into a mirror. It's really hard to look straight at the mirror because you it's not seamless. Right. Um, so if you take like a compact mirror and you look down, your eyelid is flat and you can actually see. <laughs> and then I can see. And yeah. I think if you, my little tip for lashes is if you can purchase one of those long uh, pair of tweezers, they're like really, they're like six mm-hmm. inches. Then you can hold it and look down, and it's easier. Okay. Your fingers are hard. That little short tweezer, but a little bit longer is better. Absolutely. That's my little tip. All right, I'm getting all of the tips. I'm going to <laughs> at least take one selfie where I look from like, oh, so no, no. Here's my thing because this is one of the things we want to talk about. So I'm going to go from my one minute makeup to like full glam. Like, what do I need? What are like four things I need? Lashes, brows, and what? A lip, I, I a great lipstick. lipstick. Yeah, great lipstick, and make sure you have a good brush. Like oh, you know, oh, brush. I love brushes. The, the image brush. Yes, I was, I was that playing. foundation brush is, that the is best. a great foundation. Brush. I yeah. love that brush. You can actually. I was contouring with it the it's other the day. Best. Then I put blush on the bride with it the other day. I even like held it really tight, and I. I it was so cool. Yeah, I just even, love it. I, I use it on my brushes. eyelids for a concealer. I use it as a concealer. No it's yeah. real. That's a really good brush. Yeah, the that's, tools are important. I don't think we even talked. We about didn't even talk about, about tools. 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 So what tools important. do we need? A good brush. What else? Yeah, I think brushes in general, like for your eye, like that can make the world of a difference in your makeup application because I can do a flawless makeup with drugstore makeup is I have great brushes. Okay, I feel like. that's a good tip. All right. I love Beauty that. blenders are great, too. Yes. And clean your brushes yes. if you want yes. your skin. Yeah. Oh. yeah. For your skin's sake, at least. Yeah. For your skin's sake, clean your brushes. Absolutely. Well, this has been so fun, ladies. I mean, the holidays are coming up. So much to be grateful for. Yes. So many tips we've had here. So, so Megan, how can people get in, in touch with you to get this lamination, this lift? <laughs> how, how, can they, how can they get brow ready? Um, I think the best way would be Instagram, and that way you can take a look at my work. I have a lot of brows on there. It's just, it's just all brows for the most part. But you can absolutely reach me at beautyguide.meg. That's B-E-A-U-T-Y-G-U-I-D-E period M-A-E-G. And then my company's um, Instagram is underscore M Y 
Glam Tribe. And that's on Instagram. So you can reach me there and take a look at my work and come see me in West Palm Beach. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's so nice. Awesome. All right. And for everybody who needs to get in touch with you. Yes. So mine, um, my um, Instagram is great. Also, I do my website, which is just at Rachel's Brides. But okay. it's R-A-C-H-E-L-S-B-R-I-D-E-S. Okay. So it's mostly um, bridal work that I do, and then I also work at a spa. Um, yeah, so I'm there about two days a week, um, and we actually won an award with you guys um, for selling so much image, which is changing faces makeup um, in Delray Beach, and I work there. Um, and I love doing makeup and um, skincare out of there as well, but mostly I go to locations. Okay, well, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think we've all learned that skincare and makeup go hand in hand. Absolutely, Absolutely. you have to so have nice. great skincare, beautiful skin as a palette, a great makeup artist. We've met two experts in our community. Mm-hmm. We're so happy. And if you want to search for what we think is the number one leading, most amazing skincare company in the world, of course, go to <laughs> ImageSkincare.com or follow us on social media at Image Skincare. So, Jacqueline, you. This is my first um, co-hosting. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. How did it go? You know, I give you about a 10. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was awesome. Well, then she's a 20, so I'm happy I got half her score today. (laughs) So excited to work with you. So excited to be here. And, guys, I think I'm going to be... I think I'm going to be fall ready. So I'm excited for next month, too. So you guys make sure that you are following us thank you so much for tuning in again follow us at image skincare and jana you didn't tell them where they could find you uh at jana ronert yeah so i'd love for you to send me some love all right so follow everyone and until next month skincare aficionados we're signing off and we'll see you again soon bye 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 thank you thank you for listening to skin fluenced If you are skincare obsessed just like us, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. We also love hearing from our skincare fans, so send us your questions and comments to skinfluenced at imageskincare.com.